0: Hello and welcome everyone to the inaugural episode of the Break Time Podcast. Here we just kinda chill and talk about whatever interests us. We'll start somewhere and see where it takes us. I'm Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by my two good friends, Jake and Eric. How are you guys doing, uh, guys? Hi. I'm doing pretty alright. Hi. Just chilling. Yeah.
1: I had a great time uh, making fun of the Millennium Puzzle because uh, I-, I can't believe it. You solved it and then just didn't get... Possessed by an well, ancient
0: th- ghost I'm pretty sure that this is just a replica. it's a model kit. It's not exactly the real millennium puzzle. I didn't get it from Egypt. I got it from from Amazon uh, honestly uh, no, I mean you wouldn't deal. get it from Egypt. you get it from Yugi right? No, well, the thing is that Yugi would already have solved it. I don't think he takes it apart ever actually, no, that's not right at all. so if he puts he it does, back he together everything. is he, yeah, he does take it apart so that this works some- he does take it apart at some point. I Okay, so I feel like it happens multiple times throughout the series. I still I don't are, know if it's ever taken apart completely, though. I think I, I think it was. I think it was it. when when Bandit Keep burned down the warehouse, and the the, the, the I, puzzle was like stuck to the, it was stuck to like a pillar, right? I think they had to take just, take apart the whole puzzle because they, they couldn't get like. It. The, I thought he just no, cause they can't. They couldn't get the nail off of it, right? Did they or did they break the chain? I don't remember. They either broke the chain, they either broke the chain, or they took apart the entire puzzle and put it back together outside of the chain. Dude,
1: what's this guy Yugi doing with this, like, ancient relic? Why is he just leaving it around warehouses?
0: No, it wasn't anything like that. Okay, you guys got, you guys, do you guys know how Yu Gi Oh worked? I've literally never even watched this episode, so I have no clue. Okay, so the thing that I believe happens, I don't remember for sure, but I believe what happens is, Yugi, this is before Yugi put the chain around, the, put a chain around the puzzle to make it more secure, he still had a piece of twine, or, or leather strap, or whatever it was that was fastening the puzzle around his neck. But at some point, it gets stolen, and he has to go to some discreet, indiscreet, some location... A warehouse, and he will go and where he will get his puzzle back, I believe. And then it turns out Bandit Keith is there, but he's like all weird. He's like, What the heck's going on? Why is his face just blank? And and stuff, right? And then they duel, and then it turns out the building has been set on fire. And then I don't know what happens to Bandit Keith. I think he just dies. Yeah, I hate to cause... see it, man. He yeah. being That's what presents? you get for robbing a fucking ten year old. What's his name? He was being by Malik, Merrick, Marek, Merrick, Merrick, Malik, in the Japanese though, I believe. Yeah, well, yeah, because uh, yeah, Merrick, Merrick Ishtar, Merrick Ishtar is a cool character. Any, uh, but the the thing that happens is that I somehow Joey or Yugi's friends find him in this burning building, and he's just trying to get the Millennium Puzzle out from, I believe, the side of a Duel Field Station. And he's in the, while the building's burning down, he's just trying to pull the puzzle out from there. And I don't remember what happens after that. And I think that was the first time... After that, I believe, is when he started wearing the chain with the puzzle, as opposed to the piece of leather or whatever string it was, or something like mm. that. And now I have it. It's in my wow. possession now. You're the, the real Millennium Puzzle. I am the winner. I am the ultimate gamer. That's a terrible... Holy I can't shit, bl- I- you're the ultimate gamer. I don't like that the word gamer has completely different connotations now. More connotations (laughs) on a word is only good. I No, I don't think so. I think it's a double sword. I think it's but this is so much worse because when you say someone, someone says is there a game where you have a very specific kind of image in your mind, right? Yeah. And but the thing is is that that image isn't everyone. Everyone plays games to some capacity. It doesn't even necessarily have to be video games or something. Uh you can con- you can consider people who play tabletop RPGs a sort of gamer. You can consider someone who plays just board games. That's still- tabletop games I guess is also just part if you play tabletop games you can still be considered a gamer. But I guess it's kind of been taken over by the, the video game players. I remember
1: something. in uh I don't know if this was new for Fire Red or it was actually in Gen 1. But in Pokemon, I remember there's a trainer type who is a gamer, and he was just a dude with cup and dice who's just, I guess, gamble with kids on the street all the time. So that's a real gamer right there. I, I think so. Is that from? I don't remember. I didn't play. This Gen is, Gen I I remember story. it from Fire Red, which is the remake of Gen One. I don't know how much they changed. I never played actual Gen One. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you mm. just have a die, then bam, gamer.
0: Yeah, if you play if you play gambling games, or card games, or what else is there? Card games, dice games. Akagi is a gamer. Yeah, Mahjong, you play Mahjong, you're a gamer. You're a gamer of some kind. We like Mahjong here. We're all Mahjong players. We play together. We have not done it in a long time, though. Because something happened. We, I mean, we just probably haven't done Just haven't happened randomly. Oh, this yeah. our timelines have not matched up or are we even too busy I, th- I think it's because of other things I don't know who knows but I would totally be down to play with everyone here again as well as our other friend who is not on the podcast but also plays with us <laughs> so anyway so oh, also I heck? looked I looked it up and Bandit Keat does die in both the anime and manga But dude I saw to say it. Why are we... Why are we going back to... Because <laughs> I was interested. I was interested in whether he lives or dies. <laughs> Apparently it happens after the burning building. He he meets Pegasus or something. In the, really? In, in the manga, he was fighting Pegasus. Then Pegasus found out Bandit Keat cheated in the duel. No, but that's not from... That's not from that. Because the, no, the, 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 Duelist Kingdom happens before Battle City. Wait, but then, that, but then he's dead. Wait. <laughs> How do you meet Yugi? No. No, 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 no! You're getting it wrong. He, th- you think he's dead when he exits Duelist Kingdom? Oh, he falls. He falls off a cliff because Pegasus hits some button that f- like sends him through <laughs> a tunnel off and the off cliff, off- cliff button. Yeah, out, out from the side of a cliff. Not there's just the a tunnel. Button. I don't know how. Pe- I don't know how Duelist Kingdom works, but it sounds like a pretty awesome. Yeah, place it's kind of if- crazy, man. Pegasus has all these weird traps and everything like that. And you know he sends Bandit Keith to presumably his death, but we don't know for sure. All we see him is he gets jettisoned out the side of a cliff and he falls into some water. Oh wait, and it's supposed to be like a big reveal, I think, when it turns out like, look, it's Bandit Keith and he's in a burning warehouse dueling Yugi, and he has the Millennium Puzzle.
1: And so he did like So that. he did. This survive. is when the series takes a <laughs> turn, and the new protagonist is just Bandit Keith. No, that now he's
0: using the Millennium Puzzle. <laughs> That's a that's a terrible anime. I don't want to watch that. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't I really don't think so. It could it could be a cheating game anime, and I think that like a cheater protagonist game anime. That wouldn't be bad, actually. But also I don't really enjoy Bandit Keith as a character. I'd much rather it just be not that honestly. I'd rather it be Don Zalug. Don Zalug he, he, he didn't even show up in Zalug. the first season he showed up in GX yeah he shows up in GX as a dual spirit it, well, that would be a really weird series I don't think it would be a very odd character for a show in an anime to be the protagonist you know just just Don Zalug and do they make he's him the one like and only Walken? do they make him sound like Christopher Walken again yeah why would they it's such a weird thing why are we <laughs> talking <laughs> about this this is so weird Because Bandit
1: Um, Keith has a large influence on life.
0: I mean, if you think about it, he did have quite a bit of influence. He's a character in the the Yu Gi Oh! Abridged series that everyone quotes, mainly because he just says, in America, a lot. Bond's in America. Of course. Yu Gi Oh! Yu Gi Oh! definitely takes place in America. Yes. Yeah, it has to. Otherwise, why were they so. uh, They're from domino city that's not yeah, asking too not many anything. questions it's in america is it yeah i, I believe that's actually i don't think so. in, well it depends on where you where you consume the series right it could have been it could it's in japan if you i think it's just wherever you live or something like that possibly
1: right? Yeah, i don't know man it's been playing on my screen how could it be anywhere but on my desk
0: exactly well no that's not even that i just it's like, all just in a you know, 2d space on my desk the language dictates it and i don't know maybe depending on what the characters names are in various different localized versions of the show you could totally pull it off that this is happening in this country that this language is being spoken in i don't know what you would do but that's like the part of the reason why they changed the names is to appeal to a more western audience right the english dub the kids the kid the four kids dub of Yu-Gi-Oh. Changed all the names of the characters, except for some of them, because they kind of need it. Yeah, it really reason. makes
1: me feel like it's happening right here on the West Coast. I, I have a neighbor named Yugi.
0: <laughs> yeah. Honestly I'm, kind of, <laughs> honestly, I'm kind of wondering why, like, why they chose to change certain names and kept other ones. Why was why were the Kaiba's not why were why were the Kaiba's? Yeah, Kaiba's Kaiba a real real common unchanged? name right there. It isn't. But the thing is is that I, the, the name Kaiba is very iconic. Well, because it was in that show, right? Not necessarily, but well, they could have done anything else. All they needed well, the logo for Kaiba Corporation is just a K and a C. All they needed they is another name. They could have just K, said his name's name. Casey. Casey? <laughs> no, ugh. ugh i i guess the casey corporation yeah uh well, well, seth casey is oh yeah man yeah seth casey that's that's seto kaiba in in america in america in america <laughs> 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 well, well then like you, you have other characters who what happens to Smokuba kaiba or or gozabudo or gozabudo kaiba their their adoptive father they're now they're, uh, they're, MK, uh, MK?
1: Uh, gone uh Gone Casey. Gone? Is that Grandpa a common Casey. western name? No, but I've liked <laughs>
0: Also there's a lot of lift laughs that you need to add now for dialogue because you shortened his name from Gozabudo to Gone. So now what do you got you gotta just think now nah, it's not gonna work. You gotta think of a better a better name or something. I don't know what you would what Grover. Would you Grove. <laughs> yes, yeah, strike fear into the yeah. entire industry. <laughs> it's Grover Kaiba. All, comp- all corporations grovel before what, Grover Casey? <laughs> yeah, man. Grover Casey's just a guy. Yeah,
1: it's him, Grover Casey.
0: Yeah, Grover Casey and his son, Seth Casey and Owen be? Marcus Casey. Yeah, Marcus. yeah, yeah, we got, we're in. Honestly, I'm constantly disappointed. Every time I hear a Western name, given will give them to, an, to a character that isn't their original name. We've talked about this before on a, on a version that never reached the public eye. We don't even know if this episode is going to reach the public eye, actually. Oh my but god. But we did talk about this before. We talked about, um, talked about the, the localization of Japanese media and changing the names of things to better suit or better appeal to a Western audience. That was definitely a thing that happened, but canonically, did it happen? Uh, is this, this part of the con- Does anything that doesn't actually show up to so that other people can listen slash watch to is that part of our continuity? I don't know.
1: Maybe it's just a different timeline. I mean, we can I be mean, like Marvel and have multiple
0: timelines, multiple Earths. Yeah, this we, is this is what <laughs> we're talking about. What if we universes. have a different universe every time one of us hosts? Well, we no, we already did talk about parallel universes in a previous episode, in yeah, a previous in a universe. <laughs> in a timeline that people may or may not know about. And in that one, we talked about another timeline that people may or may not, well, definitely don't know about because I forgot to record on that one. But let's uh, yeah, that's the lost kind of that time. that's, that's
1: lost time. Yeah, it's it's different. It's gone. Yeah, this we're in. Maybe. This is the cinematic universe.
0: This is why. Why do we we do not need this many universes, guys? Sure, we do. No, I don't. I, I believe that we do not. I don't think it's necessary. I think we're good with just having, like, this one, and that's about it. I was thinking that each different person who hosts has its own continuity, so we just erase all of our memories from the previous episode if someone else was the one who did the <laughs> intro. Oh, wow. That that sounds pretty bad, though, so let's just scrap that idea. It wasn't that a really sounds complicated
1: i like a simple yeah. multiple universe where you just uh assume everything yeah, happened already
0: multiverses are always simple yeah right? just, or they oh, can, yes, yes. can they be
1: simple i don't believe i'm so. a big fan of the just assume everything has already happened version makes everything easy you just like
0: did we talk about this always say yes but then we don't have any content for the podcast then yeah we do because then because yeah, we talk about content. things we've already talked about Yeah, but if we because we've canonically talked about everything, I have stories that I would like to tell at some point in the future. Yeah, the a again. We can't. No, I guess so. But that's. But if I say (coughs) that, like, we could talk about these things when we're not recording the podcast, and I'm just recording. Then you know, it's not your initial reactions to the crazy wondrous things I'm saying. Whoa, right?
1: It's like yeah, we
0: heard you say that before. We just
1: present ourselves as all knowing, because we're all knowing. (laughs)
0: But I'd, I'd much rather have the, the crazy reactions or something like that whenever we're just talking about random stuff. Where, or if I start telling a story. Um, I Honestly, I cannot stop thinking about stories that I've already told, which is only one episode ago. But I don't like that that's what we're talking about. I don't like that that's what's like coming up.
1: All right, I'll tell you about something completely unrelated. I got a new okay. Steam game uh, two days okay. ago. That is the funniest shit I've ever played in my life it's called uh cyulelim ultimate i don't know if that first word is pronounced correctly oh, the heck do you spell this. it's s i r a l i m ultimate a l i cyulelim ultimate yeah okay okay so it's like Pokemon right it's a monster catching game and then you have a party of your monsters that you use them to battle other monsters okay. except like it's just bat shit crazy right so there's like hmm. I guess this isn't that much larger than normal Pokemon, I don't even know if it is larger, but there's like a thousand or so of these creatures. That's more Pokemon that exists currently, yes. And all of them have, like, a really crazy ability. Like, for an example, one of them is, uh, it gets, in if you choose the attack options, think like Final Fantasy, you have an attack option, you have your spells, um... If you choose the attack option, you do an extra attack for every spell cast since this monster attacked. And, like, all the abilities are, like, on this level of crazy. And you can fuse two monsters together, choosing their monster, like, creature type and their, like, elemental type, because there's still, you know, a type chart. There's still, you know, fire versus water, but they're different types. Yeah. And they get both of the abilities of the combined creature. So you have creatures with two of these abilities. The next level that's extra spicy is it's not like Pokemon where you send one out. It's a 6v6. <laughs> six six.
0: Really? So it's just a giant battle royale of a bunch of creatures? Yeah, all of them are other? out.
1: And they have that equipment awesome. slots which have customizable equipment. What? And they have customizable spells with lots of effects. Mm-hmm. And your character, who's the trainer, is a class of lots of different classes, which gains lots of abilities. It's, uh, it's like one of the least okay games I've played in my life. It, <laughs> really, it has the kind of mechanics that constantly put you in awe that it hasn't crashed yet. What the
0: heck? So, so you mentioned the fusing thing. Can you keep fusing? No, like you can the same only fuse two together. different
1: monsters. Once it's no. fused, it can't be fused
0: again. No, I you want only a, have had a monster. Not just I just wish that you could just every fuse monster? all the monsters into one no, monster that then has it, every single. Would that build. Then you Look get all like, the okay. abilities, <laughs> all the abilities, in one monster. Well, you'll see, it's the first like,
1: monster is like the shape of the monster. Then the second monster is like the coloration
0: for the sprites. Oh, I see. When it, when you heard of the I am the fused together the all monster, I just thought of a single vo- like a, a singularity and then a bunch of limbs just coming out haphazardly and they're all just waving around and doing things. And it sounds like <laughs> some <laughs> elder horror just kind of funny. I don't want to meet. It'd be great though. But no, yeah, I mean it wouldn't be great. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I've played it for about ten hours and uh, it's only been getting more stupid and more crazy. Uh, my class is a warden whose goal is to fill out your monster's buff bars so they just get, like, a whole bunch of buffs. Like, at all times, they have, like, splash damage, they have bonus crit, they have bonus dodge, they have regeneration, they have, like, a barrier. They Just, like, every buff. And all of them get stronger based on how many buffs they have. And so, like... I'll attack once, and it'll trigger, like, 15 things happening, and I get three new buffs, and then maybe they cast one of their spells for free. It's, like, turns sometimes just have, like, unironically, like, 20 or more steps. It's, it's like,
0: it's actually amazingly stupid. It's great. Is, that's kind of a thing that I do see in a lot of RPGs that I tend to like, is when one character's actions cause other characters to act as well. I think it's in Persona 5, right?
1: Uh, Where yeah, I think there's the, like, they trigger friendship stuff or something, right? Yeah. Where they go, like, they hey, it- let me finish him up or something. Then they beat him up.
0: Yeah. Ryuji will now take a mortal blow for you. Holy <laughs> shit, we can <laughs> kill Ryuji. No, that's, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing it's feature. Show how, it's supposed to show how deep your bond has gotten with Ryuji <laughs> Amazing feature. So. We can kill we can kill Ryuji. Yeah, no, isn't it that you can kill Ryuji if you're about to get killed? So is that really? Does that really count? Unless you intentionally put. Oh, it totally in counts. Life. Yeah, it's like, oh man, I can't believe Ryuji decided to join the track team again. He will now take a mortal blow for you. Yeah, yeah, I have not. Played he rem- he remembered that
1: time you ate lunch together, and he went for real. And then you
0: had a great <laughs> lunch together. <laughs> Yuji will now take a mortal blow for you? Yeah. I don't know how... I don't remember. I haven't played Persona 5 all the way through. I don't know, that sounds like Ryu to me. Yeah, well, you could say that about any character. It could be just mm. some random one-off thing. You talk to On about um... I don't know, cute boys? I don't know how... They talk about fashion and game.
1: cute boys, then she goes, oh! And then you uh, yeah. take. Then it's decided, and then she'll oh, uh, die for you, I guess.
0: I am. I am actually. There's something that I do remember, as far as I've gone through Persona Five. Every single time they decide on doing some get together or gathering of some kind, it's always ended. Their plans or the, the 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 scene that they have where they decide on this is always ended with someone saying, "It's decided," or. Like, that set, not really even, not even that settles that, we're like, it's decided, or it's like that, or it's like, it's settled, or that's settled then, or this is, mm-hmm. it's, it's decided. They need to I clarify hate. that it's the end of the scene. I don't like that at all, because I've, have you ever had a conversation where you make plans with other people, and you just say, it's decided. Yes,
1: every, every conversation, actually. Dude,
0: I need to let the cameraman
1: <laughs> know I'm done with the scene.
0: I don't believe that has ever happened with us. Not even when we said, "Hey, let's do a podcast." I didn't. It's, we didn't decide, end that conversation it's with It's decided. <laughs> We've never said that. That is not something that comes up in normal. human I, I don't speech. know. I, I think. I think I said, "Yeah, that sounds good." It sounds good, but that's not. That's that's different. That's you just agreeing with it. I, like once everyone agrees on, like, "Yeah, let's do that thing," someone says, "It's decided." Or it it's has like, been made settled. done. Yeah, it's like the. It has been decreed. <laughs> as of this point, that idea is reality. I hope, I don't know, I'm sorry, but also I'm not, because Persona 5, despite being a pretty good game as much as I've played it, that's just one thing that it's kind of stuck out to me, as why is this here and why is this the way they talk?
1: Oh yeah, I don't. I don't actually harbor a lot of love for the Persona 5 characters. I like the combat mechanics a lot and the dungeon exploration stuff is fun the music's really good but the characters and the stories are like they they're really
0: just characters in a story you know what i mean God. imagine if when we first all first met and we went to that sushi place after we said after we said let's go get sushi and then everyone's like yeah let's go i'm down and then someone said probably me cuz i'm the one who initiated i said all right it's decided it's decided yeah that'd be I great i'm not exactly I would know a that a the scene's that. over
1: and be able to go
0: on with my day that's just one thing that I've and noticed in And then I'd make a music note appear, appear
1: above my head and go, Dring! And then you'd no, you'd know the friendship was higher.
0: No, that's <laughs> well, that's more like uh, that's more like a per, like an internal thing. But the 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 thing is, is that they're actually interacting with people and saying the phrase "It's decided" to yeah. each other. <laughs> I have never seen that ever in my well, life. I mean,
1: they There's only just... have so many generic voice lines, and for some reason, they decided to use that one every scene.
0: Oh, yeah, it's like, okay, so, this is like- They've got the, okay, alright, or I'm angry, or it's decided. <laughs> no, it's it's part of fully voiced parts of the game where they're like, yeah, well, let's go out for sushi to celebrate our defeating this, taking the heart of this rotten adult guy. Let's go get sushi. It's
1: decided.
0: It's decided. Jake <laughs> it's not will now even... take a mortal blow for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 that sushi has convinced me to die for you, Ryan
0: yeah <laughs> truly, I am the protagonist with my wild card and my millennium puzzle <laughs> you and can now do a strange NPC function with me yeah, does Joker ever take mortal blows for other people? no, he's it strictly a dick. it's strictly other people will die for him, yeah huh? well, that's, that's unfortunate well, because the game like just fucking true. ends if Joker's down that's it, I guess so, yeah. And if he canonically, takes... he's never gone down, so why would why would he take a mortal blow for someone? I guess so. No, but no, more like it's not that he would die from the mortal blow. He's saving someone else from dying. I think is what the mortal blow is yeah, what I don't know mean. But but still. I just, I don't like this thing where they say it's decided. And while we were talking I thought of the, how they were agreeing upon what line to put at the end of these conversations. And there, and you see these audio engineers, or these writers being all like, alright, so how should we end this scene? It's decided. It. <laughs> we'll write down, it's decided. And it's like, alright, it's decided. And like, oh no, it's going even further. Everyone's <laughs> saying it's decided. Yeah, it's, it's, it's settled then. I don't no one says that. No one does those things. <laughs> And I understand that it's a it's a product of being a Japanese game where it probably ended with a line something along the lines of Gore de Kimeta meaning it's decided or it's that settles that or it's settled. Yeah. But to it's just something that kind of sticks out I as mean, a sore thumb to me. I wouldn't I wouldn't
1: do it out and about. But I think when I was in high school and when I would actually make plans with someone, and it was like we were always in a time crunch because it was between classes or during a lunch or something. Yeah. I, I couldn't see myself, like, doing that kind of statement that, like, is intended to say yes and end this conversation at the same time fairly often. I wouldn't choose those mm-hmm. words. I would say, like, yeah, that sounds good, see ya.
0: It's decided. Yeah, yeah, I guess that is an even more well, efficient way to say that. It, it Like, yeah, see, no, but that, no, that's different, though. That's just affirmation. It's not declaring that we've agreed upon something to everyone or something like that. Um, I guess a, a similar thing that I've heard in media, I guess. I've never really heard anyone say it in real life. Maybe very, 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 not very often, very infrequently. But I, you know, the, the saying, it's a date. Whenever people make plans, they're like, mm. all right, it's a date. Like, I think that's kind of, this a similar vibe to it's decided or that settles it or it's settled then yeah un- or unfortunately
1: i I'm, I'm a counterexample to that but also i uh, say weird words um, i say that ironically to like a lot of people most of the time no,
0: no well the thing is, is that if you say things ironically that's different from saying like i'll seriously. say i'll say it's
1: a date when i get asked to like go to the grocery store
0: well, yeah, that's that's different. It's You're a great it time sarcastically or ironically, but if people who say it seriously as a part of just normal everyday conversation, whenever they make plans with someone, it's a bit odd to me. I guess. I guess it, some people do talk like that and they do say that thing, but to me, it's always been a. This is strictly something that people say in media. Because the other thing is that whenever people say, "All right, it's a date," usually in the case of say a rom com or something like that, right? Um it's supposed to be like, I thought this was just like supposed to be some kind of outing between friends, but he said it was a date. Should I treat it like it's a date, or is it not a date? And then, you know, Tricked. of course, be, because it turns out that the girl actually does like him, and he said it was a date, but she's not sure if it's actually a date. But then and during the
1: confession, there was a loud noise that they didn't hear.
0: Well, now this is becoming an anime. The laugh track <laughs> just starts playing in the background. The, the laugh try okay, the, <laughs> Just imagine an anime Marge.
1: No, imagine... or Just imagine Marge, a anime. I declared my anime. love for you, but then the loud firework made me not hear. No. Why?
0: That was not also, a good Homer voice. It was not, but at the same time, I'm just thinking about an anime series in which there is a <laughs> laugh track and it sounds horrendous. I want laugh track. I, I, I can't think of one. It only happens in, like, American ROM. Uh, sitcoms it, of course yeah it's, it was supposed to emulate the fact it was supposed to emulate the live studio audience recording that a lot of american sitcoms had um some are just like that so like there was an audience who was present who was watching the actors perform these things and they would laugh whenever something funny happened whenever the so sign they, said to laugh yeah well that's that's a thing though is that's kind of a laugh track and that, that you know, the applause sign or the laugh sign is kind of weird to me because I think of it as people, them telling you what's funny as opposed to making the judgment yourself. Yes. And a lot of the times, whenever they have that laugh track there, the sometimes the things they say aren't funny. That's why, uh, that's why comedians are good at what they do,
1: because they, you're pre-informed, this is going to be funny, and most of the really good ones laugh at their own jokes, and so you're just like, one of the funniest things is being in a situation you're informed is funny and seeing someone laugh at something, just because of how social mm-hmm. we are. That's like one of the funniest things that can happen. Yeah. Like, this is a joke. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This is a no, if it's different from saying straight up saying this is a joke or using Oh yeah, laugh track I mean you need to think about a joke. it. You need to yeah. decide it's a joke. And going to you, a comedian means you've decided it's a joke. Yes, you've decided that I'm going to sit here and this person will attempt to make yeah. you laugh. It's really weird how
1: different comedian jokes are from like any other kind of humor, which I think is part of the reason that it both sells well sells well and like translates so badly. To like not being in a comedy show. Oh, yeah. If you try to talk about what a comedian talks about, like not at a comedy show, it's really just not funny.
0: Yeah, I think there is a certain amount of context that is needed, especially with a lot of the ways that stand-up comedy writing kind of works. There's a bit of finesse that requires it. You can't mm-hmm. just sit up, go up there, and start saying stuff. There's a, there's a very much a setup, and what you say, pro- what jokes that you set up prior or that you say prior have to sort of build to future jokes. A lot of the time what happens is like a, a roast comic or a, an insult comic of some kind um, some people see that and just think I can just insult people in the audience and it'll be funny right But most of the time the way that insult comedy kind of works is that you need to self de- you need to deprecate yourself first to show that like hey you need you to present yourself a- as an idiotic character so yeah, that it's funny that just you're just making fun of things. Yeah, I'm just as vulnerable, and I can be insulted just as well as I can insult any of you. And so that kind of puts everyone on equal footing, as opposed to, I am on this high tower, and I'm just punching down on all of you. <laughs> nice. Is essentially what happens when you don't have the self-deprecation at the beginning of this. And so and that's, that's, that's part of like the insult comic thing, but it also like translates over to other amounts, other stand-up comedy performances. Uh, A lot of the time, a lot of context is needed to set up for a punchline, and, you know, of course, in that case, stand-up comedy does not work well if you're just, like, you know, with a group of friends and you're just joking around. However, this brings me up to, I am reminded of something else that I hate right now. Wow. (laughs) I've talked about this at length before because I get really passionate about this. In a different universe? Um, not in a different universe, just like when we're not... Before we even decided to do it. Oh, shit, yet. so so it's canon. In the non-cinematic well, it, universe. It's confirmed, yeah, I guess so. Ooh, because confirmed? It's just a part of... It's more like it's a part of my personality. Ryan that Lore. Is, that's what creates this universe that we've created. The Breaktime Cinematic Universe. Nice. The The Shatterpoint Games Breaktime Cinematic Universe. Pretty it's cool, a dude. separate universe from the rest of Shatterpoint Games. It's just the podcast universe. <laughs> um. Anyway... One of the things that I absolutely abhor, and uh, one of our friends is kind of responsible of doing this a lot of the time and I do not find it funny at all. I'm sorry person, if you're watching this, but um, I don't and you might call me some kind of uh, spoil sport or anything, but I just don't find it amusing. It's just not my cup of tea, you know and that's using memes and references as sort of a crutch for being funny. People who rely on like a meme or reciting a meme in order to be comedic mm. is—I don't jive with it. I—I j- I straight up dislike it. it.
1: It is strangely like just a common personality type. Just say memes. It's—it's it's like the joke about uh, I, I think it's the new version of the joke from like five ten years ago of like person whose personality
0: is they watch The Office. Oh, that—that that feels <laughs> like it's very much the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never watched The Office, but yeah, people who would just scream parkour or something like that after someone jumps off a, a ledge or a sidewalk mm. or something like that. Parkour! It's like, haha, like, I'm funny, right? Me, yeah, man, no. I'm in the office. Ugh, that's like, that's the thing, though, is I can't, the thing is, is that if we were to boil it down as a, this is a personality trait thing, it's the most bland personality trait, like, I've ever heard, thought of, or th- I could ever think of. Yeah, I mean, because people do have interesting
1: personalities, just they're better or worse at presenting it and want to put I in more or less effort at presenting it, so.
0: It's just what the they do. Is, it's, it feels like it's It doesn't even feel like it is a personality trait sometimes. Sometimes oh, it no, feels it's, like it's, it's, it's more not, of a, um... It, it feels more like it's a, it's a supplement to make up for the lack of personality uh, no, in I, some cases. I don't believe there's ever an actual lack of personality, to be honest. I think some
1: people are just more social. I guess so, but it's it's less... It's just a personality thing, about how much they want to present it.
0: But the thing is, is that you can kind of get a person's personality. The thing is, is that this doesn't show... In my eyes, this does not show a whole lot about this person's actual personality. It's more like to try to attempt to... It's a very programmatic, in my mind, or a binary kind of thing where... Um, the internet has confirmed that this is funny, right, in the context of it being on the internet and being an internet meme. But the moment that person tries to bring that into real life and that becomes the way that they present themselves as amusing or funny, it becomes kind to me it becomes a sort of failure of comedy, a failure to be amusing because you have to rely on so many things, and also it 's not even like you came up with it yourself there 's no amount of comedic. Mm. Cleverness to it, it's just someone told me this was funny, and so I'm going to tell this thing to you to make to see if you guys also think it's funny, and the thing is that most of the time I don't yeah my, my don't problem really... is most
1: memes translate really badly to not on the computer yeah and and I don't know i I like sharing memes just because in the same context if I like sharing a piece of media that I like, but my retelling or recreation of it will, will likely be worse,
0: given most of them. I very much agree with that. Because you know, you guys send memes into our Discord chat sometimes and like ah that's funny, yeah, but you guys are never I mean, it's like I appreciate them and in the context of the meme they're good. But if you try to just say that as like your your comedic punchline, it doesn't really work. And then I think less of you. And I then you know, you do it enough and I'll start to hate you. (laughs) Can't believe my man's not a family guy. I am... Do, 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 do not say that. Oh my god. That uh, just triggered something uh, in
1: me. I hate it. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. did you do that, you bastard? I enjoyed it quite a bit, to be honest. Oh no, I actually reeled back. I entered a stun state. Counter. No. <laughs> the Strive Counter. oh Oh, yeah
0: so bad that was a great time right there i don't i feel like like i just got off of a disneyland ride i feel like i just puked on (laughs) on a
1: disneyland ride
0: yeah (laughs) which is a very bad experience because then it's also if you puke on a disneyland ride you're probably not that hardcore at all imagine you're kind
1: of wild I, i don't know i'm i'm really bad with motion sickness so i just like don't go on roller coasters right I love. I I, I like. I like the Disneyland rides that are like here's a character going through a character, and we've set up a bunch of things, and it plays the music from the show, and it's just like all happy go lucky, you know. Yeah, it's like like definitely the the kind of ride that you're probably only supposed to enjoy a lot if you're a young kid. But (laughs) damn, I like them.
0: It's a small world. world. Some of the rides I unironically enjoy. Small world. It's a small world. I love. It's a
1: small world. It's not bad. Yeah, it's a fun experience. I think my favorite ride in Disneyland is probably
0: the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. That one's good, too. Doesn't that one have a drop at some point? Oh, that's like a two-inch
1: drop. And
0: and yeah, I think it's
1: scary, and sometimes it makes me a bit nauseous, but I Dead power through men
0: it. men tell no tales.
1: Oh, yeah, and then it's really dark, and it goes sploosh, and then sometimes you feel one flick of water on your forehead, and you're like, ooh, a water ride. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a water ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, really. It's a great time. For for someone inc- with incredibly milk toast amusement ride tastes like me, it, it's really the joy, you know. <laughs>
0: it's, it's the spice so you, in life. So you mean to tell me that if we were to just take an eyedropper and shake it at you, you would get the same amount of thrill as going to Disneyland? If if I was if I was on a ride
1: in the dark section of the ride, I would I I wouldn't figure it out. I'd be tricked.
0: Hmm. For some reason when you guys mentioned the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and the small world, and it's a small world, excuse me. The thing that comes to mind is never the visuals, it's the smell to me. Oh
1: yeah, there's definitely a bit of that. The intense uh part chlorine, wet plastic, and the uh artificial smoke smell.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. They're kinda nice.
1: You know the, the section in the pirates where there's like that ship battle, right? And, yeah. and it smells real smoky, that fake smoke smell. It's a great time. It is a great time.
0: I've not been to disneyland in a while.
1: Oh yeah, I haven't been in there in so long. I but, I don't know. I don't really have any desire to go back. Yeah, I enjoy I my so. memories with it, but I don't really feel any need. The last time I was
0: there was when uh, in high school and senior year. That was our trip. Alright. Well, we've heard about Jake's amusement park preferences. What about Eric? Eric, what's your, what kind of rides do you like at amusement parks? (laughs) It's a small one. Um, probably my favorite. (laughs) My my (laughs) favorite one's probably the. I think it was a Toy Story shooter one. The one you get, like, a laser blaster and you get to shoot things during oh, the ride. Oh, is that the... Is that the, um... The is 3D ride? Like it's like the AR ride or something, I, right? Was it... No, it was... I don't think AR was invented yet. I was little when I went on. It, so was, it was like Buzz... 3D? Was it Buzz Lightyear's shootout? Something like that. That was a Toy oh, Story. Oh, I think that one.
1: Yeah, I think that was just a screen.
0: Yeah, you but just... Was that just 3D? I think you just shot No, I don't think it was 3 D. I think ride. it was
1: just a screen and you had a gun that you pointed and did the thing disappeared on the screen if
0: you got it it told yeah, you Yeah to it's just like I, I think it's just light sensors not like AR stuff Huh I think I've only, I've wrote that a total of once in my entire life I think I've ridden it Well
1: all I remember is I did it for
0: a while my hands were really
1: really tired at the end I'm like damn I couldn't go on this again actually Yeah I tried too hard I guess I didn't even do well but I tried I gave it my all
0: you guys ride the Tower of Terror. Oh, well, I guess Jake would. Oh ride no, the tower I've of I've ter-
1: ridden ter- on it once. It was uh, but didn't terrible. Did enjoy it? No, I didn't okay, enjoy it. Okay, well there you go. I, <laughs> I, 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 Which one's I the have the character? worst reason. Do you want to know why I wa- win on it? I went on it because I wanted to see that little intro cinematic. Oh yeah. The love uh, of so it, the, the, the little tower, screen okay. where the guy introduces Terror. the Tower of Terror. That was the entire reason I wanted to go on the ride. Mm-hmm. And like the, okay. the like all the house interior stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it was a really well-produced ride. Okay, so anyway, Eric, the Tower of Terror, it is now no longer that, I'll get to that in a moment. The Tower of Terror was an elevator ride that was supposed to take after... It was based on some story, I don't even think it was an actual story in the Twilight Zone, but it was based off of... The ride was supposed to be based off of the Twilight Zone TV show. Are you familiar with that? I I only know that one episode of the Twilight Zone where, like, aliens invade, and all they do is cut out the power, and everyone (laughs) just panics... Oh yeah, uh, what is it? Nightmare on was it? Wasn't I... a Nightmare? It was something. Some street. Yeah, but I know what you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I watched that one in school, actually. I think we all watched it in school. I watched it like three times in school. They kept playing I... it <laughs> for us. I think it was a part of my English class or something like that. Um, but well, uh, yeah. So the Tower of Terror is based on a haunted elevator that apparently is a part of some Twilight Zone canon. I don't know exactly but the entire point of the ride is that you're supposed to be taken the riding the elevator takes you through a portal through supernatural whatever and there's ghosts and things like that and so you get to the top of it you're in the, you're like strapped into your seat you're in a giant elevator with a bunch of other people who are also strapped in their seat and then the elevator goes up to the top of the tower and then you drop <laughs> like like in freefall <laughs> For, for, a, for a bit of it, yeah. And then, of course, you get caught, and then it, like, takes you up and down again, depending on where... It's, it takes you up and down a bunch of times uh, during the ride. And, oh, you know, no, it's, it's no, no, this too. sounds like, terrible. Ah, I'm, ne- I'm never going on this. It's great! Oh, it oh, sounds yeah, so terrible. bad! I love No, the you intro guys right. are wrong!
1: <laughs> I hated the
0: ride, I loved the intro, though. I love the production value on the beginning of the ride when you're in line. You see the cinematic, and also all of the people who are working at the ride act creepy. is super cool to me. I really like that. And now it's not the Tower of Terror anymore. Yeah, I think they the only had to rebrand it. I think the only reason I
1: made it through it is because it was during my, my senior trip thing, and uh, that that was the whole thing about that was you spend a night at Disneyland, right? So it was late as shit. It was like midnight or something. So like I was just super sleepy and apathetic, so like it was fine. I just went.
0: You guys are wrong with the Tower of Terror. It's an amazing experience. No, no, <laughs> I I will I never do it. anything that takes me to free fall. I went to Great America with a bunch of friends. They <laughs> they, will, <laughs> they they try to drag me out tower? to Drop Tower. Oh my god! Hell yeah! I've never Drop Tower. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm never getting on that. I never want to do Wait. that. So wait, do you like do you like roller coasters at all? I'm okay with roller coasters. I did when I went to Grand America. I did. I think it was called Gold Digger. It was one of the new rides when I went. I did Gold Digger. Yeah, I, th- I, I did. Remember, I don't. I did Flight Deck. Oh my! That was probably Flight Deck was probably the the worst roller coaster I've been on. I thought I was gonna what? die. <laughs> what? It's so good. All it was, it was fun, Grand but America. I thought I was gonna die in the middle of it. The only one that kind of has a sucky experience to it is the Grizzly because it's the wooden roller coasters are always like that. They're rickety. That was the Gold um, Digger. Yeah, it was a wood roller coaster. It was terrifying. Oh wait, is the Gold Digger different from the Grizzly, or are they the same roller coaster? I, it was, when I went there, the Gold Digger was apparently new. Gold Striker. My bad. Gold Striker. Gold Striker. It was a wood gold roller coaster. Striker. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so the thing about wooden roller coasters is that when you get on them, they shake a lot. And by the end of the ride, your butt hurts because it's just been slamming against the seat the entire time, and then it's hard to walk. Uh, the grizzly is now is I think the grizzly is now the gold striker. Oh no, they're different. <laughs> apparently, gold striker versus grizzly. Oh, they're different. Okay, I don't know if I ever rid. I don't know if I ever rode the gold striker. But I did ride the Grizzly, I think. I don't know. I have a bad experience with roller coasters when I was younger. Because we kept... Mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason, when we rolled roller coasters, we kept losing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because we never put things uh, away properly.
1: So you're the reason that there's all that shit at the bottom I- of the roller coaster. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, it's all so your stuff. the first one is at Legoland. It was like a... I don't I don't remember a ride name. It was like a turbine. Like a, one of those... One of those attractions where you like you sit on those seats and it like swings around. It like swings. Oh, you that's around actually I love those rides. Yeah, it was, there was one in Legoland. It was above water, so it was kind of like a water turbine or something. And my mom was wearing a straw hat, and we lost it during the ride. And once we got off, we could she just see the straw hat floating on the water below. <laughs> you guys know that they tell you to not to put that stuff away. I know, away, right? I know. And then the second time, I think this was. I, want to s- I don't remember where it was. It might have also been Legoland. It was also a sh- small, short roller coaster. It was very, it was very slow. But it took its turns way too sharply. Like, it took Heck yeah. 90 degree turns, like, instantly. And I think my, my dad lost, I think it was his it was glasses. What? I think he lost, no. <laughs> he lost, them. he was wearing his glasses and he lost them because of the ride. Yeah. You guys need to. They tell you to not put the. to take the stuff off! I oh, don't know, I guess we just didn't read the sign. So, uh, well, I guess depending on the ride, there might be signs, that there also might be just people saying, put all hats and glasses inside the pouches in front of you, and your family's just like, nah! No, no, no. If, they, no, no, if they told us, we definitely would have listened. <laughs> Nah. Well, then I. <laughs> yeah, if they told you. But I don't, for some reason, I feel like you, you shouldn't need to be told to do this stuff, right? Your family's just like, will my hat fall off if I ride this we're roller gonna find coaster out that goes <laughs> oh, we're upside down? Out. No, it'll never come off. <laughs> I glued it. <laughs> it's glued to my head. It's the perfect size. That's why I bought this hat. It's the perfect size. It's not going to come off. So, you know, wind and and gravity. There's so many factors that could possibly tear that head, mm. tear that hat from your head, but you're just like, it's d- never coming I
1: off. I definitely have a memory as a young kid wearing a baseball cap on one of those uh, swing rides, like you were saying earlier, and I had it on my head, and I thought it was going to fall, and it was super close to falling, then I grabbed it off of my head and held it with both of my hands, and I like felt like I narrowly escaped death, I don't know. It's like I was six, and I didn't yet... like. I I didn't realize, like, exactly how big of a deal it would be if I lost something, where it's still in the, like, this'll be the end of my time if I lose something, you know that? Like, where you feel like, as a six-year-old, like, if I lose a possession, it's over. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, I make fun of Eric's family for doing this stupid stuff, but the thing is is that I think I'm no better because I have lost my glasses in a similar fashion. Not in a roller oh coaster. Oh my god! I would never wear glasses on a roller coaster like an idiot, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wear, I've worn glasses on every roller coaster I've been in my life. However, um, there was one time, and I wasn't like six when it happened either, I think I was a preteen, I think I was in middle school. And we were at the beach. It was cold. I don't know why we were at the beach, but it was also cold and cloudy and dreary. But we were at the beach, and I was just playing in the water, and I went out really far because I because I thought, it's really fun to be out here. And then I tumbled under the waves, and I was surprised when I couldn't find my glasses. <laughs> yeah, they're gone, <calm>, dude.
1: <laughs> Where Everyone, did they
0: go? My, my parents are definitely mad at me when it happens. Oh, they're in the yeah, water was, somewhere. Like, uh, no, my glasses! Oh, no! And then you know, my mom and dad are very mad at me because you know, glasses—they're not exactly cheap. You know, you need to—you need to get them. Yeah, really. The
1: uh, as for like things that a young kid owns, really yeah. the most
0: expensive thing. Probably, and you know, you tumble under some waves for a little bit, and then they're gone, and your parents get real mad at you because, and you're like, "But, but I didn't think that they would come off." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, even though. I'm making fun of Eric's family for their missing hats and glasses. <laughs> yeah, my
1: guy just went under the ocean with glasses. <laughs> yeah, no. On. Well, you
0: see, okay. Well, maybe it's more plausible the the, the ocean instead of instead of <laughs> roller coasters.
1: Yeah, no, I I didn't really ever lose. I I've had glasses since I've been in like kindergarten. I've for pretty much all my life just had glasses all the time. Um, yeah. And when I was younger, a younger kid, I I wouldn't lose my glasses. I'd just, like, bust them up because I was, like, rowdy and stuff. And I'd, like, roll around or, you know, do kid stuff. And they'd always be, like, ridiculously bent, one of the lenses out, that shit. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I, bu- I busted up my fair share of glasses. I don't... Oh, that's not right. There was one pair of glasses that somehow broke in half that nice. I had. I don't know how it happened, though. And then I had to wear a copper wire to, that held them together until I could get my next pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. But, and the entire time, I think my mom was afraid that the bridge of my nose would turn green because copper is touching it. Or you know, I've heard worse. That's that's all I've heard about it. I don't think that's around. how oxidation works. <laughs> no, uh, hold on. Let me see. I'm going to go see right now. Can copper turn your skin green? <laughs> Aha! Here it is. It's one of the Googled questions. Wearing copper jewelry can cause your skin to turn green due to chemical reactions. What? You guys, Eric is wrong. Just like his family was about wearing stuff on roller coasters.
1: Wow, that'll show him! I guess. I can't.
0: I can't believe this is real. What? No. Let's see here. This doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Everyone, ever wondered why? Ever wondered if your finger was infected after you spotted a green band when you took off your favorite ring? Don't worry so much because the green disappears after a few hours and it won't harm you. The reason your your skin turns green is actually a normal, normal reaction from the copper in your ring. Copper is a metal that's used for a lot of rings, especially really cheap ones. So like any other copper, the metal reacts with either the product on your fingers or just your fingers themselves. If you want to stop rubbing and washing away the green after each time you wear your ring, follow these three solutions. Okay, well, whatever. It happens. I believe it's because of... It's some kind of oxidation process. Copper, it's not the most reactive metal, but I assume it reacts it with It reacts oxygen. with
1: stuff, but it's just that its reactions do like nothing.
0: Yeah. Well, what, what do I mean that I assume that it reacts with copper? Tarnish is what... Hap- copper coins or copper stuff tarnishes, and that's an reaction with copper, or not with oxygen, excuse me, but yeah, you total, that's totally how it works. I have never, know, I have not known about this. But yeah, just it. like your family didn't know about how hats can fall off your head.
1: Why do you keep bringing that up? <laughs> <Because> just <laughs> like how you normal. don't know that you can lose no, your glasses in the <laughs> ocean, Ryan. <laughs>
0: Because I'm, I'm adhering to it. I don't know. For some reason, it just sticks out to me. as like, why would you ever, why would that ever happen? Why would That's you ever so wear dumb. glasses and do <laughs> somersaults in the ocean? I didn't say somersaults. I just fell under the waves. But maybe the ocean forced me to somersault. Who knows? I'm a smart person. Much smarter than Eric's family, right? <laughs> wow, uh, got him? <laughs> Whatever you say, Mr. Protagonist. I can't yeah, believe I you just actually ins-
1: you, you do. Re- I can't believe you actually just insulted Eric's
0: family. That's that's kind of mean. It's all in good fun. Eric, please don't show them. This- please don't show them this episode. Eric I- will now take a mortal blow for you. Yes, Eric, Holy because shit. I insulted his family. Yeah, thank you, Eric. You have now affirmed the fact that I am in the right. <laughs> this is a bonding moment.
1: Oh, I fucking love half of those persona cuts, especially uh, without spoilers. I guess. Some of the cutscenes are with people that you, like, don't get along with at all. And, like, the cutscene is you bickering, and then it's like, your mutual animosity has led to a greater bond. I'm like, what does that even mean?
0: Well, I guess it's more like a step. They've they've, they've did it. It's like, yeah, we
1: verified that we still hate each other.
0: But you guys, now you guys are talking to each other. That's different from just kind of. Yeah, now we're openly insulting each other. other. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's obviously how healthy relationships start, right? Oh
1: yeah, openly insulting.
0: Yeah, yeah you never Definitely. just start insulting your significant other. Oh, I, I no, it
1: hasn't happened.
0: Really? Okay. okay. <laughs> 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 Whatever you say. Nothing. I'm not saying anything. I've never started a relationship that way. Nice. No. I've ended relationships though. I mean, I'm a yeah, no, yeah, person. That way is easier. <laughs> no, I can't say anything. We're on the internet now. I'm going to be I'm going to be branded as a toxic individual. I can't believe really. my man Ryan is a toxic individual. No. I am not. I'm a very nice person. You're making person. our podcast toxic. No, we're good. I'm just I am just trying to play a joke and it didn't work out well, okay? This is what happens when you don't rely on memes. But hey, it's better than relying on toxic memes. males, the rarest type. That's not, that's not true. I mean, maybe they are, maybe it's just a very vocal minority. Very loud <laughs> minority. I'd like to have faith that most people in the human race are good people. It's just a couple bad apples that are just really loud that kind of ruin it for everyone else. But that's that's how it works sometimes. Well, no, I mean, what am I talking about? Yeah, that that <laughs> is how it works. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I was The other thing is that I was a kid, and I was, well, kid, teenager, high schooler. When that happened, I was hormonal, and, and you know, I was kind of an edgelord, I'll admit. Nice. When I was in high school, I was kind of like that. I mean, it's not like my my tastes haven't changed a whole lot. I still like that dark stuff, but I don't, you know, I'm not openly like, I hate everything and I destroy, like... Destroy uh, the light! <laughs> um, actually, that was... That's actually something that I did do in high school. I'm not proud, but I'll admit it. I was, I did do that. I was essentially the goth kid who wasn't outwardly goth. I, I very much had that very that mindset of I'm writing poetry and they're the light and I'm the darkness and everything. I'm all compl- always covered in shadow and they're always showered in light. And Sick, dude. It's, it's 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 very cringy and I'm very much regretful of the things that that you know. Conspire the things that happened as a result of that stuff. I might have hurt some people having acted like that. That I definitely I'm very regretful for, and I do apologize to all. The, I want to apologize to all the people that I've wronged in that way, because uh, you know. Looking back, I was It's just your back. cursed inner darkness that
1: led you to those decisions. It is. It's not even me. I was being influenced <laughs> by the darkness. Oh, no. <laughs> uh,
0: Ryan's a real-life Chuninbo. Did I say it? Chunibo? No. Chunibyo? Chunibyo? Middle school yeah. syndrome. Yeah, middle school syndrome. No, it was never like that. There was another kid who, in high school, who was way worse, who actually who is actually Chunibyo. You actually embraced the darkness. Um, it was kind of, I mean, I don't want to insult anyone, but also it's a very funny story, so why not? And also, they may not be listening to Sounds this. Sounds like you want to insult to someone. Them. I mean, insulting people is fun. Making fun of people for who they were before is fun, and also Chunibyo are easy targets, and they're actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I wouldn't say funny. It's, it's more like secondhand embarrassment. It's I see it. Im- it's embarrassing for them. The, no, but the thing is, is that I mean, they don't think it's embarrassing, but it's embarrassing to watch them, and it's funny as a result, is I guess what I'm trying to get at. Um, this kid, he wasn't exactly... he wasn't... he was a pretty overweight guy, and the thing is, is that he tried to act like a ninja or be edgy wherever he was. Um, there was a point where he had... there was a friend of ours who was kind of feeling down, and she didn't want to talk to anyone, and she wanted to just be left alone, and then you would be like, okay, we're just going to leave her alone, we're just going to sit here, and when she's ready to talk, you know, she'll she'll be ready to talk, right? And, but then the one guy, he stands up, and he's like kind of stalking her. And it's, stalking her, but it's not like a creep, I mean, it's kind of creepy, if you think about In it. In an but incidentally
1: it creepy way, but more it, it, comically it, like a ninja way.
0: Yeah, okay, <laughs> let's go with that. Um, so you would just see, I I don't know if anyone else saw him, but I saw him and I totally called him out on, well, I didn't call him, I called out, I called him out to the other friends in that group, like, yeah, he's totally like that, right? Like, yeah, you're right, he is like that, but anyway, one of our friends was feeling down, and he would, like, stalk her, go after her, watch her from afar, and he'd do things like he would, you know, hide behind a tree, and look, or, like, look look, around it see her just being down and, you know, wanting to be alone. And here he is being all somber and being also three times as wide as the tree he's hiding behind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 he's giving it his all, okay? It was... I was... Oh, no. I, I did not... I mean, it's kind of... I, I feel bad kind of laughing at it, but at the same time, it was funny. It is funny. Oh, yeah. Because... You know, he thinks he's being sneaky and he's hiding, but he's being super cringe because he's doing the anime thing of hiding behind a tree and looking from afar and being somber and feeling for them in real life. And also, it doesn't work hide- that way. <laughs> he can't hide himself behind the trees that are planted in the high school courtyard.
1: If you do a somber Hamlet speech in real life, it's pretty weird.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, soliloquies in real life are really weird. Although, I mean, me wanting to be a character in my day-to-day life, I'll excuse that. But I never do that in public, and I definitely don't do that in front of you guys unless it's a bit or something.
1: Oh, well, if it's in front of other people, it's not a soliloquy anymore.
0: It's not a soliloquy anymore. However, no, if, it's, if you're performing in front of people, it could be a soliloquy if you're the only actor on stage. Mm. And you're just speaking your mind sometimes, yeah. So uh I guess we'll leave on that note. I <laughs> yeah, just make nice. fun of some some kid from Yeah, high now school. that we've
1: determined that Ryan is edgy uh no, and not rude anymore. as a child.
0: X Ex, X edgy and X rude. I'm much <laughs> I'm much more melodic <laughs> now. he only
1: openly insults Eric's family. Yeah, not no, Eric. I mean, not, no no, edgy
0: ninja boy. <laughs> <laughs> not so. I'm not an edgy ninja boy. No, <laughs> I'm talking about the other kid. Okay. Yeah, he was an edgy ninja boy. Maybe he still is. Edgy. We actually <laughs> called him out on it, and we were like, do you think that you're actually a ninja? And he says, well, I can be. And we're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, he's too far gone. Is that better or worse than the, the military nut guy? The military guy?
1: Yeah, you know, there's always a kid in uh, elementary school who's like a military enthusiast who wears all camo. They're super I... into it. They They like are not physically fit at all, or actually related to the military, but somehow they're, like, super into it. I feel... Is that like a... I've se- I I've saw, like, three of those, four of those in my scholastic career.
0: That sounds like... Honestly, I think of that as a South or a Confederacy... A Confederacy sympathizer. I have a, no idea. I never knew them that well. Yeah, I... Okay. My school never had any of those. I feel like no one in my school wanted to go to the Army. I, I knew a couple... Of people in high school who ended up joining the army or the military in some capacity. I don't. I never really talked to them, and I guess, and I don't know, they weren't exactly the brightest people, so I didn't really hang out with them a whole lot. One of them tried to bully me and annoy me, and then he ended up joining the military, and to me, I thought, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I don't know if that's a bad, I don't know if that's an insult or not. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, maybe an insult. Depends if they're insulted, I guess. Yeah, no, going back to the me making fun of Eric's family, it was a joke, Mr. (laughs) and Mrs. Who. I'm sure you're very bright people. You've raised a very bright boy, and, you know, it's just gravity. It's not your fault, it's gravity. It's gravity and g-forces and inertia that cause you to lose various items. And some may debate that you shouldn't have been wearing those items and someone shouldn't need to tell you. But at the same time... You know, sometimes you need to make the judgments for yourself. You can't have everyone just tell you what to do. Um, I know that from experience because I had a girlfriend who was like that, and I ended up not enjoying it a whole lot. Man, only an idiot would wear a hat on a roller coaster. Apology and criticism accepted. Eric's family will now take a mortal blow for you. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Truly, I am the protagonist of this podcast. Yeah, do you see the little
1: music notes? (laughs) I did.
0: I did. I saw them in my periphery. Did you get? Did there. you get two or three? It just said Mrs. and Mrs. Who, and then there were like a couple music notes, and they were all smiling, kind of weird with sharp teeth at me. Yeah, that's kind of. I got a couple actually. points. I don't understand. I've never met them before, but for some reason they're able to. They're willing mm-hmm. to take a mortal blow for me now. That's kind of. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. That's not bad at all. Okay, that's more people that are willing. I have an entire family of people who are willing to just take mortal blows for me. That's crazy. What's going to happen when I? When you know someone points a gun at me, is one of Eric's parents just gonna come out of nowhere, anime style, like they saved me? Holy shit! Like, Don't re- they come an- all the way there? or something like that? <laughs> or they're, just, they're like, you can rest easy now that I'm here. And you're like, wait, who are you? It's like, I'm <laughs> your friend's dad. <laughs> nice. Right? It's like, thanks. Uh, We've never, like, cool. That's, that's great. I'm a fan of that. <laughs> I like the idea of them having enough time to run up and take
1: the shot for you, but, like, just, just like, somehow being there.
0: Yeah, that's just the best part. they just there the whole time. If they're willing they're to like, take a They're like, this is where Ryan is gonna
1: be mugged. I know it already. Yeah.
0: No, I think the, the the power of the wild card just ports them in front of me when they and they also they're willing pretty maybe, cool maybe maybe something like that happens and then suddenly they're taking a mortal blow for me but they don't die necessarily That's unless they're also in low health <laughs> but anyway yeah I closing the podcast yeah we should probably <laughs> we I've tried to end it like several times now but you know it's it's okay cuz you know f- talking is always fun but you know at some point we have to end you can't let things go on for too long and so We are out of time. Looks like we're out of time for this episode. You can watch and listen to us live every Sunday at twitch.tv slash shatterpointgames. But if you can't make it, no worries. New episodes go up on Mondays at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, as well as on YouTube at youtube.com slash breaktimepodcast. Follow us on Twitter at shatterpointgs if you want. Join us next week when we talk about whatever I think Jake will be the host next week, maybe. Wow. whatever he wants to talk about or whatever he brings to the table or maybe we'll just do the same thing that we did this week but until then break time over